We're your hosts, Lizzie Kondravi and Brooke Volkert, and welcome to the All-American Dream Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have David Lovett, the VP of Content SEO at Rocket 55, which is a local digital impact agency here in Minneapolis. I know David from Wednesday Night Trivia, (laughs) where he is the host. True. And that is like the best. I love it. Yeah, you've been going for a few months now. Yeah, like six months. Yeah, I started hosting in November. So we've got a lot of regular teams. Uh, Brooke's team is our second winningest team. Yeah, we've won like six or seven times. Yeah. I didn't know if that was actually true or not when she <laughs> says that, you <laughs> know? So. Yep, we're confirming it now. That's real, yeah. Okay, so... We're going to dive in today all about Google My Business, and you are probably going to be like offended by our lack of knowledge on this, David. Like, <laughs> you're okay. gonna, So please correct us when we're wrong, because I know that SEO strategy is a lot larger than just Google My Business. But in particular, something I've noticed out in the market, and I've um, kind of like spoken to myself on some agent training Zooms and things like that is about Google My Business because I recently did a Zoom training and there was about 60 agents on the call and two thirds of them didn't even have a Google My Business page, which is unacceptable. (laughs) It's silly. (laughs) And shocking because these agents, the ones that were on this training are the ones that are... um, invested in learning more and growing their business. Sure. And this, I feel like is such an easy free way to do that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Do you want to, um, I mean the, the very first thing is everyone should have a Google, my business page. And I think that it is free. It, it can seem like a lot of work, but it's, it's worth it. Uh, so it's free in the sense that like you don't have to pay Google to have a Google My Business page, um, but you there there will always be a sense of like well this thing's free but it also took me twenty hours to make it the way I want, um, and I think it's just it's worth it it's worth the twenty hours or however long it takes and it's worth the regular maintenance because um, it's the world we live in now mm-hmm. where. So like, that's where I want to dive into because you say it's like, it's worth it. Right. And so if someone's listening to this and hearing that it's like, why? Yep. So the big why. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I got a haircut before this partially because I didn't want to look bad for this. Um, (laughs) but my hair was really messy. And so I got a haircut this morning and I was talking with my haircut person, Kristen about, um, she wanted to know what I was doing today. And I told her that I was going to go on a podcast and talk about Google My Business. And she's like, well, what's what's Google My Business? I was like, well, you know, it's your your Google local listing. It's the way you show up in Google Maps. It's um, the way people leave reviews for you. That's called Google My Business. And her thing was, she just immediately started telling me about the three negative reviews that they have on their on their Google Maps, from her point of view, it's their Google reviews, their Google Maps. You know, normal mm-hmm. people don't know Google My Business. But she just starts telling me that they have three negative reviews and um, all of them are ones that bother her and that then there's one that she's really happy about because it says her name in it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it actually talks about Kristen. I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, I've never left her a review. And I've been going to her for seven years. So that was one thing that I thought about. 
Um, but the, the why of it is, um, it's just, it's a source of truth increasingly. Like Google, your, your Google Maps is, um, it's a place where people don't really understand where that information is coming from. They, they don't know how it's getting into Google Maps. They're confused by it, but they view it as being authoritative. 100%. Yeah. Like, like when I Google something and I, I'll follow the map. Yeah. It like, could be taking me to. It, yeah. That's it it can take you to the wrong place. Um, it can. So, you know, there's a lot of ways it can go wrong. Uh, there's place. There's ones where it takes you to the wrong place. There's other ones where you look it up and you see that it has, you know, it's a barbecue restaurant with an average of two stars. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I guess I'm not eating there now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the other thing can just be if it appears dishonest in some way people won't even really know how the dishonesty got in there but mm-hmm. they can see it and they can say all right this is this is inaccurate it's weird um it sent me to the wrong place and i don't trust this company now i will confirm that 100 <laughs> percent because it's insane like if you look something up and like the hours will say like i blindly trust google yep. Over anything, yeah. Over the website, because it's you. You look at the Google listing before you even look at the website. Yeah, and these days, a lot of people don't make it to the website. Yeah, they, or like they don't even. Uh, it'll be like, oh, I'm thinking about. Uh, like, I bought my suit for our wedding last year from a company that didn't have a website. They genuinely didn't have a website. They had a brick and mortar. They had a Google My Business, and they had an Instagram. And those were the three things that they decided they needed because they didn't want to sell suits online. They only want to sell suits to people in person. They need people to know where to go. They need to know how to do reviews. They want really nice pictures of people wearing really nice suits in their Google My Business. And that's it. And they could not, like I was talking to them. I was like, you know, a website could be kind of cool for you. Like not trying to like sell, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't like, Mm -hmm. I need you as a client. But it was like, (laughs) like, you know a website of people wearing cool suits and explaining your pricing might be useful. And they're like, yeah, we don't need one. Like we're doing fine. Mm-hmm. But we, we have, we're getting everything we need out of the three things we do. Um, and so it's in Google, my business is adding more and more stuff. And I think that there is still this murky um, relationship between people don't exactly understand how that information is getting in there. And what a lot of business owners I talk to don't recognize is how much control they can have over what's in there. And so I think that that's the, that's the like really big opportunity is I know a lot of people who haven't claimed their Google My Business listing. Mm -hmm. And that is the, that's the opener. That's the like very first thing to do. Well, no, no, excuse me. The very first thing to do is make sure you have one. (laughs) <laughs> and, and so that that's the one that can be the hardest for um, some companies to wrap their head around because people tend to think of Google as being um, in the same realm as Wikipedia, where it feels like something that they can have no control over. It, it feels like this, you know, this nebulous yeah. ocean of information. And it's like, no, you can you can get a Google My Business listing made local listing, whatever you want to call it. If it helps you to think of it as just Google Maps, just think of it that way. 
Um, you can get it made and then you can claim it and take ownership of it and start making it to be the thing you want it to be. And doesn't that help um, your S like having a Google My Business, especially if you're like a, you know, the people who are listening are podcasts are mostly like real estate agents, yep. loan officer stuff. Okay. So doesn't that help then them to their SEO to come up higher on Google? Like, isn't, isn't the idea is the more you give to Google, the more they gave back to you. Is that accurate? Um, with some of it. Yeah. With, uh, with Google, my business for sure. I think I want to be careful about the paid side of Google. Um, because that's where it can get really, you know, running ads around your Google My Business or your website. Um, it can feel a little bit like Facebook or Instagram or some of the other things where it feels like you just keep spending money and then you ask them what to do next and they'll say, well, you should probably spend more money. Mm -hmm. um, so if you, anyone, you know, experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on the organic side, though, it the more you put into. So let's say that let's say you've done the first two things. You've made your Google, you've made sure your Google, my business exists. You've claimed it. The more that you put into that. So um, like one of the common things that I'll always see is it'll be like the, the cover photo of someone's Google, my business is like, let's say we're talking about a loan officer who has, um, <coughs> they, whether you work, uh, let's say they work in an office just like this. Their cover photo will be a picture that a Google van took while driving past mm -hmm. in the middle of the winter. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and it's just like that's that's you you can control that. And people think of it as just being, no, this is just Google running the show. I have no control over that. Yeah, no, you can add the photos yeah. of yourself or your logo it, or it should be you at the closing or you with the happy customers outside their house. It should be like the best moments that happen in your job. Uh, I mean, the rule on Google is the same of people like pictures of real people. So you know how everything on, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, um, if there's a picture of a human's face, it's gonna perform better. Mm -hmm. People Absolutely. like that. The same rule is true of Google My Business. Like have. Have a nice picture of your logo. Have a picture of your office, the most aesthetically, whether it's inside or outside, the lobby, it doesn't matter. The one picture that looks the best that you are the proudest of, that should be in your Google My Business profile as close to the top as you can. You can have both a cover image and a profile photo in there. So that's two great opportunities. And then have people in it. Have a, I mean, don't do like cheesy stock photography of like, yeah. don't, don't hire some, you know, actors to come in and take a picture in the lobby, but yeah. like real people having a real moment with your branding involved in it. Um, like I saw one yesterday where we were talking to um, an HVAC company in, uh, in a different city who uh, was thinking about working with us and their, I looked at their Google My Business and there's, I was like, there's literally nothing I want to change about this because I can tell you've put work into it and you have a picture of a happy looking but serious maintenance guy getting out of his van and the van is clearly branded with your information and there's a nice house that he's going to go work on behind him. Mm -hmm. Like that, that mm -hmm. is your whole business right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think the same is true for... Uh, whether it's a loan officer or real estate agent or anyone in the real estate industry, um, real people 
and having a real experience with your branding mixed in, but also encourage everyone you know to, and this is the thing that I think so many business owners or independent people can be really like gun shy about is the idea that there's nothing wrong with asking someone to leave you a review and to post a photo. A lot of people, a lot of normal people don't know how to do that. Um, but it's, it's worth figuring out how to do that. Even helping someone like leave me a five-star review, say something nice about your experience, um, and post a photo. Well, and it goes back to your story of the, the, your gal, Kristen, who cuts your hair is she didn't ask. right? Right. And then, but you have no, you, it dawned on you that you need to be doing this. Right. But that can help flush out. Yeah. I'm going to do it later today. Yeah. I, and like everywhere I go now, like I'm going to do this when I'm leaving today. I take a picture. Oh, so I haven't talked about Google local guides yet. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. okay. Do either of you know about? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, everywhere I go, I take a picture of like their sign. And this is seriously everywhere. Like I'll take a picture of like a nice looking, if I like the place, a nice looking picture. And then later that day or later that week or whatever, I'll leave a five-star review, just a couple words and just post a picture because I know that that's going to help that company that I like. It's something I can do for free. Um, You're such a good human. (laughs) It's just a fun thing to do. And, And here's the thing. You get points with Google when you do that. Like local guides get points. Uh, th- that's not my motivation. It is because I'm trying to help businesses I like. Um, the points are kind of confusing and arbitrary, and they don't mean anything. Like, they used to send people prizes, local guides. Google oh. would, like, mail them prizes. I've never gotten a prize. I have not been part of the program for long enough, the local guide program, to get prizes. Um, but that is a thing. And so, uh, where would, I don't, do you want me to Leaving talk about Leaving a review. Local guides? Not yeah, yet, so not le- yet. Not yet, okay. So, um just le- just healthy, positive, normal ways to encourage people to leave reviews. What some people will do, um, which this is towing the line of whether or not this is something Google would encourage you to do, uh, but some people will have contests for, let's say you have um, 10 people in your office and mm-hmm. all of them are in customer service. Have a contest for who can have the most positive reviews left about them on your Google My Business that mention the person they like by name. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say you have seven different closing officers. Um, here's the thing though, that can weird people out. It can weird out a normal person if you are if you desperately seem like you're trying to get a review out of them. Um, so you wanna walk the line on that. Uh, I think it works especially well um, in like, strangely, it works well in um, some more traditional industries like HVAC, like I mentioned before, um, or maintenance or plumbing or some mm-hmm. of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in a lot of those situations, like let's say a guy comes and fixes our my air conditioner. This, this, this is another real experience. At the end of the conversation, I asked him how I could leave him a review. And I asked his name so that I can mention him by name in the review. And I think that that can seem really uncomfortable for certain people to ask for that positive review. Like he was not going to ask me to leave him a five-star review. Um, But he was like so happy about the idea that it was going to happen. And like, you know, I was looking at this one company 
one time, their Google My Business had like 800 reviews and like 30% of them mentioned a guy named Tyler. And I was like, okay, Tyler is out there. Like he is working this really hard. Either they, they're having a contest or he's trying to get promoted. But like Tyler, <laughs> Tyler wants everyone to know how good he is. And he's telling everyone he talks to to leave a review. So, and it's working. Yeah. So something that my real estate agent has done, which I feel like I've mentioned this a couple times, but, and I'm sorry that I'm stealing is the tricks of the trade, but do it. He's, you know, obviously for real estate agents, there's a lot of places where you can have reviews left for you. And, um, it can seem daunting to know where the review is the most valuable, like whether that's on Zillow or whatever, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think people are finding agents on Zillow as much anymore as they are like through referrals, which means that they're gonna Google your name. And then yeah, your Zillow profile will come up and it your Google business profile can actually show your reviews from Zillow as it well. Was, yeah. So what he did is he sent me my, initially he had me do Zillow cause this was a couple years ago, but um, then he followed up with me like six months later and he was like, hey, how you doing, checking in. It would mean so much to me if you could just copy, and he copied and pasted the review I already left him, and he asked me to copy and paste it into Google and left me the link to leave it to Google. I had to copy and paste, click on a link, and I had to copy, click on a link, paste. It was the easiest thing in the world to do. I was more than happy to do it, and I think some people get hung up because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know, like, what are they going to say about me? And I'm like, if you're really nervous, especially as a real estate agent or loan officer, you're working with that client one-on-one with the biggest transaction of their life. You're developing an emotional connection, a relationship with them. If you are uncertain about every client that you're working with leaving you a review, I think you need to (laughs) reevaluate your business practices. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if that's like super harsh if you're listening to this, but seriously, look inside yourself and ask yourself like, why are you so nervous? That's very, it's so real where, um, it should be and it will be a reflection of your business. And so if you have an average of two stars, you either have someone who really hates you and is like making a bunch of different profiles and spamming it, which there are ways to counteract that, or you need to think about what you're doing. Like we talked to this guy who he owned a pizza. <laughs> he owned a pizza place and he didn't want to verify his Google local listing because he didn't want the bad reviews. We were like, you might need to work on your pizza recipe then. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like first. Yeah. So I understand if you if you feel like you fundamentally have been doing things wrong and you don't want to encourage people to leave reviews, take a step back. Don't get into Google My Business right now. Yeah. Like fit like find a new career yeah. or, or like, you know, fit you know Yeah. Get a new customer service, something. Yeah. Um so well and i always like think it's an opportunity if you do get a negative review i mean if you're getting a lot of them obviously you really have to reevaluate <laughs> but if you do it's an opportunity to make like not make it right but yeah. learn from it i was gonna and, say make it right yeah, yeah. And, and learn from it and try to do better for the next client or of what that takes place some some one star reviews will be justified or two star even three star i mean honestly a four star review is still there's something they didn't like so I don't know. There's some people out there that like, they're like, it would take a lot to give me, to make me give a five-star review. Okay. So there's people out there. There are people like that. Um, but you see those things and I think every review, whether good or bad on your Google business profile, you should interact with it. The only exception would be if, um, they were leaving a review for the wrong company 
Um, and they were genuine. Mm-hmm. Well, no, even then still say like, I think you like someone left a review on the rocket 55 through my business profile that our burgers are really good. Um, that, and we definitely have never sold burgers. <laughs> and so either they thought we were Johnny rockets, um, or we're right by like a barbecue food truck. <laughs> and so, but, but that like, that's the only thing where it's like, well, I think I, I'll ignore that one. Cause it was a five-star review, you know, they loved our yeah, burgers. So, yeah. so, so like, just let that one ride. Um, but other than that, it's like, if it's a bad review, think about it. What, why did they give you a bad review? What do you want to do about it? Um, encourage them to have a direct conversation. Don't tell them they're wrong. Um, cause you tell them they're wrong. They've suddenly become like an evangelist against your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so Hey, if they left you a three-star review and they're like, it was all really good, except for there was this um, part where they brought the wrong paperwork. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a real comparison here that would leave someone. Communication was bad. I think that's a common one I've seen. Yeah. So if they do that, like, oh, I'm going to work on that. Commit to them in the comments. Like, give me a call if you want to talk more about this. Leave your number, maybe not your cell phone number, but like, let's talk more about this. Leave your email address. Um... What can we do to make this right? And if it's your client, you already have their contact information. <laughs> yeah, you right you know who it is. Yeah. And I think also, too, um, from the real estate perspective, if I'm Googling an agent to want to work with them and I see that they have two or three, like, reviews, you know, usually most agents have all good reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen. Thank God. Good for yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> but even if you're newer um, or even if you've sold, like, 50, you sell 50 homes a year or something like that, Chances are you only have like, I mean, the most I've seen, I mean, I've definitely seen a a lot, but typically like the highest I've seen is like 50 or 60 reviews for an agent, which is great. Seems normal. Yeah. But if they've sold more than that, like, so like, let's say you're an agent that sold like 15 to 30, I'd say like the people in that range in their career still, and this is like very, um, general, but I feel like they only have like a couple reviews and that makes me as a consumer who doesn't know, let's say I don't know anything about the industry, assume you've only sold two homes. Yep. So Mm -hmm. also you have to be reaching out to people that everybody that you've worked with, but also like your friends, your family, I think industry partners. Everyone's mom should leave them a review. Yes. (laughs) Ask your inspector to leave you a review. If you're referring business to them, ask them to leave you a review. Yeah. Yeah. Your loan officer, vice versa. Your handyman. All, everyone should, yeah, your inspector, all the, all the different people who you'd like to work with. Um, just like Google's not going to remove a review because it was someone, you know, um, that it just, it doesn't work that way. Because like Zillow makes you confirm that you've worked with them and you have to specify like if you've, um, like sold or purchased a house with them or Mm -hmm. like when you did it, has it closed yet? They ask you a ton of questions, but they don't ask you that on Google. No, you just leave a review. Yeah. You just click a click three buttons and type some words. Yeah. So, so your step one is get a Google page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're step like one. A, a, yeah. yeah. Um, Google my business page. If you then, don't have it. Yep. Yeah. And then step two is to get photos. Step two is to own it. So, and that's weird. Like you can claim ownership. It, that's where they like send it through the mail. They, yep. So you will. <laughs> We've had trouble. With it, it's crazy. It's, it's a nightmare. Um, and the worst part is then sometimes you have to do it for Bing as well, uh, which I'll tell you, you can sync Bing and Google reviews. You can also ignore everything about Bing, but if you want to, you can sync your reviews with Bing. 
um, so that and, and all of it, which is just a, that way, if you have, if you think your audience uses Bing a lot, which some do, some older people tend to use Bing I, more. I loathe Bing. <laughs> yeah, I don't use it. It's but not accurate, I feel like. It's becoming more of a thing for, because it's the default browser. On uh, Microsoft Edge, yeah, yes. Yeah, so anyway, so the first step is make sure you have one. Second step is claim ownership. You might need to do a phone call with Google. You might need to do a postcard. It can be a huge headache. It's worth it. See it through um, till the end. Don't give up. Yep, don't give up. Do it. And then after that, it would be adding some of your own photos, getting any information in there accurate around like hours, address, phone number, um, nicer photos, and then it would be soliciting reviews. Okay. So reviews, I would say, would come at the, the fourth step once you really feel like you've got, you've got it locked in and it's, and it's yours and you're comfortable sending people to it. I would say for the hours for a real estate agent, this is like very difficult because I know that like people say that they're available to their clients like at all times. Um, so I think it can look bad if it says your hours are like nine to five. Yep. Because then people think that they can't call you after yeah. five, which they can if they want to buy a house. Let's be real. So I I always say like 24 hours. Yeah. Or like seven, like is it 7 a.m. to 11 p.m.? Yeah, like something like, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to highlight that you are available. Yeah, because no one's, I mean, I guess some people may, but no one's going to call at like 1 a.m. saying, oh, I saw <laughs> that this 123 right. Main Street is, yep. you know. Yeah. And also weekend hours, I think is really important in the mm -hmm. real estate industry. Like make it really clear you are working every Saturday and Sunday, mm -hmm. or at least they, when they need you to, you're available. Yeah. So I, I think it would not be weird for a real estate agent to say 7 a.m. to midnight uh, every day of the week. Mm -hmm. So then what? Now you, th what's the next step? Because like I know there's sure. blogs like yeah. on there. Question and answer. Like, yeah. Like, do, yeah. You, do you need to do that? If you don't do it, does it? I. Like, I guess if you do it, what's the benefit? What's the how, benefit? How does it help benefit? Or if you don't do it, it's like, okay, well, that's still okay if you have if everything else is solid. It, it goes back to the thing that you were saying earlier about the more you give Google, the the better. So you you can do Google My Business posts now. Mm -hmm. And I, I you're both familiar with those, I think. Mm -hmm. But um, that, from my point of view, should be identical to whatever you're posting on your Facebook or your Instagram, um, where it should just be like open house coming up. Um, congratulations to Jim and Steve who just bought this house. You know, it should be the, the very like treat it like social media. It will show up in your Google maps. It will show up in the, the search engine results pages. Um, so it's, it's like a hybrid between social and Google that is worth doing. Okay. Um, so I would say the Q&A stuff, it can be weird because the thing about that is um, don't ask the question yourself, which I think some people can be tempted to do because they can see who, sometimes they can see who asked the question, but encourage people to ask questions that you want the chance to answer in your Google My Business Q&A. And then if there's anything, and then also watch that, because that might be something that turns into a Google post or turns into your business description. You can also add services to your Google My Business page now. So you can make it really clear exactly which services you do, um, which industry you're in, which like ancillary industries you're in. 
Um, and then this, you know, it, it can go, it can get like really over the top. There's some people who you can do actual like selfie style video in there. That's not available to everyone right now, but it is something where um, you can, you can, Google's always beta testing different things. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'd say it's worth um, just putting as much into it and seeing if you end up having more and more of these features available. Some other things that I think can be really important are uh, you can label your business in certain ways where you can say that you're handicap accessible. Um, you can say that you're women led. You can say that you're black owned. Um, you can put a lot of things into it that, oh, you can say you're um, LGBTQ, LGBTQ friendly. Um, so you can put all those things in there just as in a way, it's just a, it's a way to reduce any concerns that someone might mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I always say like for, cause it'll ask you like the areas that you serve and like for an mm. agent, um, like it's difficult because they're like, I'll go anywhere. So yeah. like you can kind of put, I've seen people put like up to a certain point. Cause like, let's be real. Like don't put Duluth. If you're not going to be willing to drive to Duluth and do showings in Duluth, right? just don't do that. Yeah. You know, be realistic with yourself and I what totally areas you serve. If your areas you serve are too big, it can um, invalidate you a little bit. Yeah. Because let's say you're like, I serve the entire Midwest. And then it's like, all right, well, someone from Indiana called you and you told them you weren't going to drive to Indiana. And now they're going to leave a bad review. And it just kind of looks, it looks weird. That's a great point because I want the, the expert that's going to know my area yep. to mm-hmm. sell my house or help me buy yeah. a house, not the expert that's in, yeah, you know, the southern suburbs. That's great. Love yeah. you. But I want someone in the northern suburbs who know. Yeah. Like be, I think, be honest, focus on the areas where you're trying to get more business right now. Um, and, you know, there, there's people who they focus on specific neighborhoods in Minneapolis mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. North, North Oaks and Shoreview. That's it. Like put that in there um, because it's, it's, um, it's going to help. It, and it's, it's, someone still might call you anyway mm-hmm. from outside of it. Yeah. So. And something going back to like the posts and other updates that you kind of do on a more frequent basis on Google, like you said, treat kind of like your social media. And I'm sure that there's ways to link those things where they can kind of like cross post using even like a Zapier or something yeah. like that. Um, Z-A-P-I-E-R. <laughs> Zapier. Yeah. yeah. And um, but I knew this, what you meant. Yeah. I know the one I, you're talking no, about. No, I'm saying it for the oh, listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, uh, if you do that, it's really important to stay consistent with it because if I go on something and I see that they haven't posted since 2018, I'm like, oh great, they got a burst of motivation in 2018, but like, are they still doing business? Yep. I, I, anytime I look at social media mm-hmm. or, or blogging, that's mm-hmm. the problem with blogging is you have to keep doing it. If you stop doing, whether it's Google posts, Facebook, blogging, Instagram, you take three months off and everything, everyone thinks you got a new job. You went out of business. You went bankrupt. Something like yeah. the, We'll call it um, lights on tactics, where mm-hmm. it's like at the very least you need to do, once you start doing it, you need to do your lights on content, mm-hmm. just so people literally know the lights are on. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, I, yeah. And that goes back to the agents that aren't doing the 50 homes a year and, or they're just getting started. Like they don't know what to post, but you can still post things like market updates and like education on your, just whatever you want. Yeah. Just something it, like it can be, it depends on your own brand, yeah. you know, but um, if you're, 
if you've decided you're going to write a blog post a month, it can be about anything related to your industry. And then that's free content for across your other social channels, your Google posts, whatever. And you just have to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, and I know like I try to write blogs in my spare time. You saw the trivia website I started that I haven't updated. Um, (laughs) And then people are like, oh, he must have quit blogging because he hasn't posted in three weeks. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, no, I just kind of forgot that I had this. Yeah. Um, But when it's your business, you really need to like do that lights on content. Um, And here's the thing. Not all content has to be good. Mm -hmm. And I think that people let that get in the way where they're like, I don't have anything good to say on Google My Business today. Well, then just... Show, figure out what holiday it is and just do something stupid. Yeah, it's some national holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's, day. it's yeah. coffee day or whatever it is. And it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, not everything has to be good. Don't let perfection get in the way of just getting it done. I will like say specifically like probably on Google because I know it does matter like your Instagram feed and things like that, your aesthetic, like what that looks like. I know people are like, you know, don't just like post random crap oh, all yeah. the time on there, but on Google, like, yeah, you, like you said, lights on content, even if that's like a story, like something that you post on your Instagram story, like you can save that and upload that as a post to Google. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying to post junk on any social media thing. Of course not. I'm, I'm just saying to, um, Sometimes it doesn't need to be perfect. Just get it out there. Yeah. So yeah, don't over, don't let analysis analysis paralysis take over. Yeah. And honestly, like the biggest thing I'm hearing from you from this so far is like we have not talked about anything that is going to cost any money. Nope. This is all. Well, it it's time. Yeah. But it's all these things are things you can do. Um, it's investing in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's invest and it's and there's nothing I just described that you can't do at midnight. Like all of this, you can, I mean, it, it might even be better. It Like you can go in, claim your Google My Business, all that stuff in the middle of the night. You can do it at um, 11 on a Saturday. You can do it at 2 on a Monday. It doesn't matter. Um, and it's even the emails for, hey, I want more reviews. Send those whatever time you want. doesn't matter. Um, just like... It's all free. It is just investing in yourself, putting time into it. Um, so yeah, it free. It can be funny to think of it as free because it's like I spent a I spent so much time on this. Yeah, like we were talking. The guy who owns the place where we do trivia, uh, he was saying that he spent an entire day trying to figure out his Google business page, and I was like, oh, I, I wish you would have called me. He's like, I did call you. You didn't. You didn't answer. But but it, you know, it's like. <laughs> Um, it does take time, Yeah, but it's, it's worth that time. And I will say right now, I have 100% sat down with clients before, like multiple clients and walked them through this together. So you just don't feel like you're kind of like doing it alone. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes you just kind of need to feel validated. Like, is it stupid if I put my hours like from here to here? Like, what's your perspective? Um, and let me tell you, like at the beginning of this, you mentioned like it might take 20 hours and it took the owner of trivia place a full day but it i really don't think it has to take that no long. it doesn't it honestly i think you can do it from your phone yep i wouldn't suggest it. i think it's faster on a you know on a you laptop. can do all of this on your phone yeah i think it's easier to do it on a desktop a little bit you know because you can like upload the photos and everything but this is something that you can get done in between appointments or in between showings in your yeah. car yeah the, the 20 hours is more to make it perfect. Yes. I think everything mm-hmm. I just described is 90 minutes of work. Yep. 
Like it, it, it might not be 90 minutes all at once because you have to wait for the postcard to come from Google. Yes. But yeah. uh, it's, all right, I did 20 minutes on Monday. The postcard showed up. I've claimed my ownership. I uploaded some photos. That's, that's an hour. Yeah, and then the reviews is organically and asking for it. And I mean, that's not going to happen overnight, right? My favorite thing about SEO is it just never, um, it never ends. Like there's always something you can do. You can always make it a little bit better. And you can always say, that's good enough. I'm going to not think about this for a month. Just watch your reviews though. But you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the majority of people leaving reviews, I don't know what the stats are, but they're doing that on their phone too. Mm, um, yeah. So something I would suggest is as an agent or loan officer, texting your clients um, a link instead of emailing it to them. Cause you know, maybe you send it to their work email and they get it on a Monday and they have a million things they have to do. So just like sending them a quick text, like, Hey, could you leave me a review? You know? And then if you have a picture of them in front of their house, send that to them and say, and can you post this? Yeah. Make it easy. One thing that we've done on the podcast to optimize like more, cross-promoting between our guests and us is we've provided them content to post after the episode is over and we've seen it skyrocket because you have to like you have to help people help you too Mm -hmm. so make it easy yeah make it easy so i recommend sending a text message with the link and a photo for sure yeah um so it it makes it hard for them to even say no well then they for sure will do it yeah, yeah you just made it so easy yeah they might have to install Google Maps on their phone. No, you don't. Oh, you're right. Because I don't have yeah. Google Maps, and you I've done have, it. I don't no. have Google any Google app. What you, you, what browser are you using? Safari. You're <laughs> on my iPhone. Okay, I'm impressed. Well, you just have to like log into your Google page. I refuse to use Safari. I I don't know. I just, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> you don't have Google Maps? <laughs> no, I use Apple Maps. Oh, see, I don't think that's accurate. I don't trust Apple Maps. Me neither. It's, it has not led me astray. <laughs> I, I'm still here. I'm okay. She's safariing it up. I was 15 minutes late to work today because of what Apple Maps told, route told me to take, though. So, so maybe. See, maybe. <laughs> um, okay. So it's like what we mentioned, the photos, the reviews, you know, there's like a bunch of things that you can do. But can you rank kind of like the top three, four things to focus on on your Google page to help improve your SEO? Yep. Let's assume that you've uh, done the baseline. You have a listing. You've you've claimed it. Mm-hmm. So those things are done. Um, I think photos is number one. Yep. That for me is the biggest one. We have a client who I really don't like their photos. So I asked them if I can do the next meeting with them in person and just take nicer pictures with my iPhone and upload them because I'm a local guide and like that's our strategy right now. Mm-hmm. So it's photos is number one. Um, just basic hours, business description, phone number, all that. Um, if you have a website linking to your website, that would be in there. Um, maybe that's foundational. Let's say that one's foundational. And every agent does have a website. I think you're like required to have a website. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's say photos is number one. You've done the baselines. Then move into reviews. So reviews would be number two. And then Google posts would be number three um, in terms of like both the order you do this in and what's most important. Um, and so those would be your top three. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's 
watching to see if there's other cool, weird stuff you can do and avoiding the option to start running ads. Yeah, I don't know any real estate agent who's had success with Google ads. I really don't. Maybe Chris Lindahl because he's just so massive. Yeah, yeah. But I would not suggest that for any like independent, you know, real estate agent, small business owner like that. Yeah. I also promised a friend of mine that I would mention that we played a Dungeons and Dragons real estate themed or sorry, a real estate themed Dungeons and Dragons game last year. And it was Really weird, really fun. I recommend it. And one of my friends played as Chris Lindell. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did, and then did he just like dominate the whole Yeah, he game? was like, he was the. <laughs> the mogul. Yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, he didn't win. You don't win at Dungeons and Dragons, but he was a, he was a pretty big force in the game. So oh, that's funny. That is funny. Um, so let's say like you're an agent with no digital presence. You're just getting started. I think a lot of people like, yeah, make sure that you probably have like a social media page of some sort, whether whichever one you live on comfortably, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, not so much. LinkedIn. LinkedIn, potentially. Like there's so many different websites. There's realtor.com, there's Zillow, everything. Obviously now most people, when they type in a search bar, like they type in to go to a website, it kind of just Googles it for them anyway. Mm-hmm. Unless you're using Microsoft Edge, it brings <laughs> it for you. But or it, Safari? Yeah. What's Safari doing now? I think it brings me to Google. <laughs> okay. Wow. So like you type that in. So it doesn't even bring you to the website. It Googles your website and then yeah. they're on Google. So they see you. Yeah. Google, would you say, comes before optimizing your profile on any of those other ones? Um. Usually. I think so. You, like, I would have a hard time thinking of exceptions. I think that people will think of, people will think that one of the other things matters more um, because everyone in their industry is talking about it or maybe they have some kind of, you know, I, I asked one time a guy how to leave him a review for another one of those like home warranty type of things. And he told me this really complicated website that it was like i'm not i'm not gonna do that i that's nice i'm glad that that's a thing like i already for you didn't hand me a sheet of paper i already forgot the name of it mm-hmm. i'm just gonna leave you a google review so like normal people are using google above any of those other things so that is why it's the most important um yeah because i look at google before i look at yelp oh i, I don't even, trust I yelp. Don't even yelp. go on yelp yelp is increasingly just I'll just say toxic. Like it's it's really dishonest. Yelp's business practices are really shady. Um, and I think people have figured out that uh, there's like Yelpers and then there's normal people. And like Google is for normal people. So yeah, so Google's the most important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also have a bone to pick with Yelp because if you go on Apple Maps, they have some sort of deal with Yelp where in order to see like reviews, you have to click on Yelp. Yeah. And look at the Yelp reviews. And then you have to like download the Yelp app. You and then you have a, to have the Yelp app to look at the Yelp reviews. This you just like, need to stop using Apple yep, products. I, yeah. I, other than like <laughs> like every single Google app is available for iPhones. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the moral of the story here. <laughs> I know. Look at me. But also claim your stuff on Apple Maps. Don't forget about it, you guys. You seem too young to be using Apple Maps. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe I'm actually on the cutting edge, David, That's and possible. it's the opposite, and you're too you're too old to be using <laughs> Google Maps Who knows? or Apple Maps. Um, maybe it's a new trend. 
Maybe. No. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Listeners, tell us. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Because going back to the beginning of the episode, we were talking about um, leaving a Zillow review and how you have to like literally fill out all this information. Or if you like uh, home snap is one, like I don't even know, you know, how to leave a review on there. But like there's so many different things. Google is easy and most likely if you're listening to this podcast, your clients, your target market already has a Google account. Yep. Yeah. So stick to Google, you guys. Almost everyone does. And now. also like Zillow is going to eventually charge you to have a profile. These places are going to eventually like, you know, they're going to push up the people who are paying them and they're going to push down the people who aren't paying them. And so with Google, like at least you know that Google is going to stick around. Google's not going to go out of business mic drop in the next <laughs> in the time that we're you know in our careers right now i would say yeah and i don't think it will ever cost money to have a google my business profile i they will never make that pay to play they're running the ads yes um there are other things that they have but the thing about google is have, you, have either of you heard of the walled garden concept no no so um your apple experiences are kind of a good example of it where <laughs> Uh, every like technology wants people to stay in their walled garden. Mm -hmm. So it'll be um, Google wants people to stay inside of Google when they're using it. And so they, that's why they have things like Google my business and Google ads and the knowledge graph and a lot of these other things that they pull in now. It's because they, Google doesn't really want you to make it to the website. They want to give you all the information you need right there in the results. And they're just kind of, so it's the walled garden because you're stuck in Google's walled garden. Um, obviously, you can leave Google, but it, it they want to keep you in there by giving you as much information as they can with the featured snippet or whatever before you go to the website. And then you go to the website, and chances are that website's using Google Analytics, Google Tag Manager, and Google Search Console. And so they're you know they're just trying to own the internet basically. Um, so not trying to get like conspiracy theory territory here, <laughs> but but it is um, Google wants you to keep using Google. And so they're making as many things free and easy as they can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, David, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, Where no can problem. people find you? Oh, um, so let's see here. Wednesday night at. Yeah. Wednesday night <laughs> trivia. Um, it's mile T bar. Uh, but realistically rocket 55 is the company I work for. Um, you can look me up on LinkedIn, which I'm, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just my name, David Lovett. Uh, I'm on other social media, but not as active on any of those and not as like work focused. So I would say um, people could even directly email me if they have questions. It's david.l at rocket55.com. And uh, I love talking about this stuff. It, there's no like, if you call me and we talk for an hour about, you know, Google, it's you're not going to get a bill in the mail later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just love talking about this stuff. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This is great.